Welcome to Healthy and Happy, a program sponsored by the Easter Maker Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on NCUFM. It is your education and wellness station, and we have so much in store for you this week. So I invite you to stay tuned. I'm your host, Adis Jonas Murphy. Rejoice in this holy Thank you so very much for keeping it locked to NCUFM. It is your education and wellness station. And of course, you know, I am so delighted. I'm so happy whenever I'm joined in studio by wonderful friends, you know, health practitioners in particular today. I am privileged once more to have with us Dr. Claudine Atkinson, who is a licensed psychologist. You know, the last time she was here, we spoke about understanding depression. Well, today it's not quite about that depressive disorder. It is going to be centered on bipolar disorder. And it's an area that I've had some interest in for quite some time now. It's not necessarily because I know of anyone or anything like that. But, you know, just general reading that I have done. And I know that it is a common disorder that affects several individuals, especially right here in Jamaica. I think it's going to be absolutely beneficial to those of you who are tuned in even now. But just before we go into the interview with Dr. Atkinson, I want to let you know that bipolar disorder, it affects millions of persons worldwide. Dr. Atkinson is going to share with us this evening a little bit about it. You know, what is it? How common is it? What is it that makes this kind of disorder unique? Once again, she is a licensed psychologist and a lecturer at the UWI. Dr. Atkinson, welcome, my friend. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It's a delight to join you again. Thank you so very much. It's a delight to have you back, you know. So the, the focus this evening is all about bipolar disorder, bipolar disorder. What is it? It sounds like a mouthful. Well, it's a combination of pretty notable shifts in mood, energy and activity that can make daily living challenging. Hmm. So somebody who has bipolar disorder grapples with can be a combination of very low lows, Mm -hmm. like depressive episodes and very high highs. So the extreme euphoria Mm -hmm. that can compromise their experience of reality and their judgment and Mm -hmm. can make even the desire, interest in sleeping and just goal-directed behavior Mm -hmm. kind of questionable. What is it about this disorder you think that makes it unique from other depressive disorders? Well, sometimes persons with bipolar disorder, it's very rare, Mm -hmm. but the distinction between a depressive disorder and a bipolar disorder is really the mania that includes the extreme euphoria, increase in the purposeful activity, purpose-driven activity, mm-hmm. and just the change in energy. So persons with a bipolar disorder, they can go on for days mm-hmm. and not need sleep or function mm-hmm without any sleep or very very little sleep Mm -hmm. this can be a time that is very exciting you know they're engaging on several projects because they have this burst of energy and motivation Uh, but it can be problematic because Mm -hmm. it can contribute to lots of risk taking behaviors mm-hmm. and impulsive actions mm. like just shifting from one romantic relationship to the next. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. Spending 
sprees, mm-hmm. driving recklessly. Mm. These are some examples that can really make even their relationships very challenging. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, this is when they're in these manic or hypomanic episodes that these behaviors and experiences mm. are pronounced because between the manic or and depressive episodes they can experience life as normal mm-hmm. the trouble is that these manic or hypomanic episodes can come without the apparent warning. And that's what I wanted to go into now because we're looking at these manic episodes they experience, but from studies you perhaps would have been acquainted with or even your own experiences with individuals. Can you walk us through some practical shifts in these manic episodes? In other words, how often are the manic episodes experience? Is it a case where somebody's sitting down uh, perhaps at work and then, you know, within five minutes they, they transform to this uh, euphoric state and then they go back in a minute to their regular selves is it over usually over the period of a day or two or over two weeks or i mean Mm -hmm. how is that how can i identify that Mm -hmm. we all have our idiosyncrasies and so there are some of us that are energized apparently suddenly from one (laughs) moment to the next that doesn't mean that we're in the throes of a manic or hypomanic episode in order for it to meet criteria it means that we're talking about Days. Hmm. Sometimes, you know, it can be a week, it can be five days, it can be two weeks mm-hmm. of just experiencing these pretty severe, urgent, unrelenting experiences of this burst of energy and just even kind of viewing ourselves for some individuals mm-hmm. as just having these exceptional capacities. Um, that then lead us to engage in activities that are outside of the norm. Mm-hmm. So it's not in the classical discussion mm-hmm. when in the normal vernacular. We talk about, oh, I just feel so bipolar. It's a misuse <laughs> of the term wow. because somebody who is, uh, we're not talking about just a temporary shift in mood mm-hmm. and redirection and purposeful activity. We're talking about a significant departure from normal that is persistent for days on end Mm -hmm. that really starts to compromise the quality of life and relationships and functioning. So it's not an episode if you're only having these marked Mm -hmm. departures from your normal functioning for an hour Mm. or two. We're talking about days. Mm -hmm. Do persons with bipolar disorder lead on the surface, uh, normal lives. I mean, are they able to work and drive? Mm. And well, based on what you say, I think I have my answer still, but I I want us to go into it a little bit more. Well, you know, when it comes down to mental health conditions, just as with physical conditions, there's lots of variability. Mm There are persons who have rapid cycling, so they have lots of... The, the the time between episodes is brief. Mm-hmm. And then there are others who can have like a relatively normal, typical uh, life experience with maybe um, episodes once or twice for the year. Sometimes mm-hmm. for some people, it's, it's years in between. Wow. And so there's lots of variability. And even within the classification of bipolar presentations, there are some persons who 
there it doesn't quite meet full criteria for a romantic episode mm-hmm. because of the severity and duration mm-hmm. and so it might be less clear for persons looking in especially since we because of the mental health stigma we have uh sometimes an incentive to hide it might be less clear to those looking in that this person is struggling mm-hmm. but this can be a qu- quite an impairing condition right. just because it's for persons who oscillate between the extreme lows of depression mm-hmm. and then the extreme highs of mania it can be very destabilizing and yeah. people are at significant risk of of ending their lives because mm. of the kind of unpredictability mm. that the condition can have especially if there is a a frequency and a rapid cycling to their their presentation mm. Doc, how important is social support for individuals suffering with bipolar disorder? Very important, very important because it can be so isolating. Mm. Like I mentioned, because sometimes we're not necessarily understanding the gravity of these mental health conditions. Sometimes we can be quite dismissive mm-hmm. in or in our language mm-hmm. of persons who suffer in this way. You see, we have a common struggle as humans, but where we're all struggling, right. but struggling in different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mental illness is the the invisible illness. You know, mm-hmm. we can commiserate with persons with physical conditions. Right. And so we extend ourselves in notable ways mm-hmm. w- with conditions that we can see, but for mental health conditions we think that people are just not trying hard enough they're not mm-hmm. praying hard enough they're Very not reading same. hard enough uh, social support can be what kind of holds people to a community even when they're struggling in significant ways mm-hmm. and a part of how we can provide the resources that people need is for us to have more of these conversations so mm-hmm. we know the what it can look like right and also be ex- be willing to extend ourselves in the ways that people need because sometimes mm-hmm. too we're meaning to be helpful but we're trying to do things on our own ter- our right. own terms mm-hmm. i don't always want to talk about my mental health condition because mm-hmm. i don't always want to talk about my physical condition right, right. you know and i don't always want to talk to you mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's okay so a part mm-hmm. of social support is being able to be there in the ways that people need yeah. and knowing that they have access to a variety of support so sometimes it's helping with a meal helping people to get to their appointments Mm -hmm. it's speaking the words of affirmation and encouragement when people are at their very low and they're frustrated with their Mm -hmm. high or you know they're so excited and exuberated Mm -hmm. exuberated i just coined that (laughs) by just it feels good to be manic right right. it feels good and Mm -hmm. sometimes the person's they don't want to take the medications mm. to reduce the symptoms of mania mm-hmm. because then the depressive symptoms are right. so horrible, right. you know? You know, as you're talking, so many things are running across my mind, right? Like I'm thinking in the context of the church. The church is such a huge space that individuals oftentimes, if they're not careful, may just slip into the cracks. They can get lost. And we're talking mental health, you know, and it's an area that definitely needs much more highlighting within our 
congregational setting. But I'm thinking church has to be that place that mm-hmm. offers love. Mm-hmm. If nowhere else, church must be that place that offers love to individuals. So when these issues present themselves, right, because uh, we don't know people's history, you know, oftentimes we don't. we don't. But somebody goes into a manic episode and what? We're responding like manner to them something that we really ought to be conscious about. So yes, we're starting the discussion now right here on Healthy and Happy. If you're just tuned in, you are listening to this wonderful program, Healthy and Happy, produced by the Easter Maker Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on NCUFM. It is NCU 91.13 and 5. And of course, I have in studio with me Dr. Claudine Atkinson. She is a licensed psychologist. We're talking about bipolar disorder. So we explored a working definition for bipolar disorder. We talked about what is it that you know makes it unique uh, when compared to other depressive disorders. What does it really look like? Are persons able to lead normal lives, or at least close as possible to a normal life with this? Doc, let's go straight into the symptoms associated with bipolar disease. You hinted at what makes it unique in terms of its manic episodes that are often experienced or hypomanic episodes. Mm -hmm. But what are some of the other symptoms that are associated with this disease? Now, it's going to be a function of whether you're in a depressive episode or a manic or hypomanic episode. Mm -hmm. The symptoms might look differently. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you're in a depressive episode, then you're more restrained, more withdrawn, endorsing more feelings of hopelessness, maybe some suicidal ideation, just concerns with maybe sleeping more, sleeping less, loss of appetite, Mm -hmm. sometimes for some people some aches, some pains, but like a general decline Mm -hmm. that is expressed in just pretty low mood. Right. When you're in the throes of a hypomanic or a manic episode, you're starting to have this burst of Mm -hmm. energy and euphoria that prompts you to be engaged in more risk-taking activities than Mm -hmm. you normally do. Mm -hmm. And so some housewife, for example, who is usually very frugal Mm -hmm. and is keen on making sure the budget is in place, is suddenly taking on new adventure, new business ventures, purchasing more items than normal Mm -hmm. and in a way that isn't sustainable. Right. Or somebody who is normally very mindful of relational boundaries Mm -hmm. is kind of more flirtatious, Mm. more kind of involved Mm -hmm. in new romances. Um, Somebody who is very careful Mm -hmm. usually even on how they, they're engaging in the on the road with strangers might mm-hmm. take more risks. Those are some examples. There also can be lots of, even in how you can notice differences in how people are talking. There's right. more, there's a drive to say so much more. There can be lots of pressured speech. The person wow. just seems to have like this extra burst of energy mm-hmm. that is, expressed in just how much they're the volume Mm -hmm. how they're talking Mm -hmm. they're even how they're presenting themselves can be seen and then of course the 
not needing sleep. So mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. days on end without sleep or very minimal sleep mm-hmm. and just the extra euphoria right. about life and their capacities mm-hmm. and their, you know, you can sometimes as they, as they, the manic episode is prolonged, you can start to see some compromised mm-hmm. thinking um, and, and decision making. Those are some of the signs that somebody can Mm-hmm. might well be in the throes of a manic episode. Do you find that it worsens with age? Well, usually for most persons globally, uh, a diagnosis of bipolar disorder is usually made by mm-hmm. the mid-20s. Mm. Um, and so that is the classical presentation. But people can continue to have these symptoms throughout their lives, especially Mm -hmm. if the condition is untreated, if they're not connected to the mental health resources that they need. People Mm -hmm. can spend their lives having unstable relationships and job prospects Mm -hmm. because of the the instability Mm -hmm. that their dramatic mood shifts introducing their lives mm-hmm. it can mm-hmm. make even contribute to homelessness and you know just general right. disruption mm-hmm. general disruption because you know you only have to think about what is it like when you i mean it cannot be compared but just to kind of stretch your imagination mm-hmm. when you have a dramatic departure from how you usually are how mm-hmm. it compromises your ability to do what you normally do mm-hmm. and when this is unrelenting and goes on and on and is more severe just mm-hmm. the kind of havoc that it wreaks mm-hmm. and it's quite demanding on the family and friends as well yeah. because even with the the love and concern that you have for this individual it's still difficult, this right? individual is struggling in mm-hmm. such a significant way that is impacting you because if you're a spouse Mm -hmm. with somebody with a bipolar disorder condition or somebody who meets that diagnosis and in a manic episode the person's risk-taking behaviors contributes to them having inappropriate interactions with Mm -hmm. the opposite sex even though you you know that this is a a manifestation of the condition it can still have a very Negative impact. Negative impact. And mm-hmm. so even the family and the friends need their own supports as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. But since you raised that, though, how important is it that um, we understand, let's say, the background of individuals before entering into lifelong relationships? You know, I think premarital preparation is underrated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're not giving enough time to preparing for a life forever with someone. Right. And this is not to say that we are able to forecast all the mental and physical health conditions that people can have. Mm -hmm. Because the reality of life is that, but for the grace of God, all, Mm -hmm. any of us Mm -hmm. can be in the the clutches of pretty severe conditions. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just God that is going to help us to navigate those seasons in our lives. Mm -hmm. But it's quite helpful for us to take the time Mm -hmm. before we make these lifelong commitments to know what it is that we're likely going to be interfacing with Mm -hmm. because my conviction still is that marriage is forever yes you know and so conditions can emerge but it certainly helps when we know ahead of time Mm -hmm. what might be some things that we might 
grapple with because of family history, because mm-hmm. of previous episodes and be able to do the the, the work mm-hmm. of connecting with the, the health resources, the social support mm-hmm. in preparation for what might might come. Well, let's ma- mention of one of those health resources. Um, there is a help line that the Ministry of Health has. I am going to ask you, Doctor, to share that with our listeners. Sure. And so the the National Mental Health Line, it's a 24-hour toll-free number that persons are able to call seven days a week. Mm-hmm. On the other end will be somebody with mental health training mm-hmm. or expertise. And it's 188-NEW-LIFE. 188 new life and so that's 188 639 5433 all right. Thank you so very much, uh, Dr. Claudine Atkinson. You know, there might be somebody who is listening right now who has a family member um, diagnosed with bipolar disorder, or you may see some of the symptoms and signs exhibited, or you may even be wondering, based on this conversation Dr. Atkinson and I had this evening, whether or not it's something that you are struggling with. Dr. Atkinson, how do you encourage persons? How would you encourage persons mm-hmm. struggling with this particular mental health challenge? You know, for me, it really helps to know that it doesn't end here. Mm. There's something more that we are looking into, the eternal life and the restoration of not just our our minds and bodies, but Mm -hmm. the transformation of our minds and bodies in the way that God predestined us to be. Mm -hmm. And so even if you are in the throes of the most severe mental health challenge that you have a God that loves you and that is calling you that you might experience him as your source and there are people in your community Mm -hmm. and I can say that because I'm one of them Mm -hmm. who is willing to extend themselves to be at least a part of your cheerleading team Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. we have a common struggle we're all in this thing together or crucibles are different But there is hope and you don't have to suffer alone. Powerful words of encouragement there from Dr. Claudine Atkinson. Thank you so very much, Doc, for your time once again. And of course, you know, she has become a very uh, good friend of the program Healthy and Happy. We look forward to having you again in the future, Doc. Thank you. It's my delight. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Friends, if you're just tuning into NCUFM, you have come to the end of Healthy and Happy, but it's not quite done yet. If you are in need of mental health advice or counseling or just a simple conversation as to the way forward based on what you have presented with or even those around you have presented with feel free to call their hotline at 188 new life that's 188 new life that's uh, 639-5433 we are so happy that you've tuned into this wonderful station and of course this wonderful program elder errol vaz we tell you thank you one more time for the work that you continue to do on the technical end on behalf of our entire production team here at healthy and happy and at ncu media group i'm Adise jonas murphy wishing you god's richest blessings see you next week same time maybe in a different place but we're looking forward to it god bless
Strength to meet this day.